Should we crack on with part two? Sure. Audio boy, play the intro. <laughs> it's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? Don't laugh. Playing the intro is an integral part of the intro now. <laughs> oh, Playing the music is part of of the beginning. I don't know when the intro is going to get played. Is the intro played yet? Is it over? Is it played? Are we playing the intro yet? Sure. Do you know what's the worst <laughs> thing? Is he'll do it whenever the fuck he wants. We have no control. <laughs> It'll be halfway through this sentence. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just be talking and then, it's me yandering movies. And then it's like, me yandering movies. It's right. me yandering movies. Won't you come along? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Now Welcome. the intro starts playing. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Meandering Movie Podcast. Last week, we did our Marvel movie reviews from number 21 all the way up to number 10. No, 11. 11. Sorry. We now are going to do 10 yes. through to 1. Yes. So or we could be real fucking shitty and do 10 to 5 and then eat this and then, out and into a third bring episode. it out even more. No, we won't, though. Yeah. We could, we're not that much dicks. We're naughty, but not totally naughty. If you fancy listening to our reviews from number 21 up to 11, uh, feel free to listen to the last episode. We're not going to go into any of it today just because we, 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 we talked about it for hours at a time. the arse of that episode. And yeah, exactly. We're going to give you, going to leave a little bit of a little bit of a fishing line for you to go and listen back. To listen to us. Please even listen. if you listen to this one, you'll know what films are in 10 to 11, but you won't know what order. You won't know what order. You true. won't know what order. So where did they put the Hulk? You where did we put to... Thor two? Where could they? These be... are the questions that matter. Now you know those two films aren't in the top ten. They're not in the top ten. <laughs> I mean, imagine one of us put the Incredible Hulk in the top ten. Imagine one of us put Incredible Hulk as numero uno. Oh, I kind of wish I did that. Now. Well, there goes my list. <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen the Incredible Hulk, have you? So are we gonna? Are we going to continue Ooh. this on from, we start at 10, head up to 1. No, let's start at 4, go back to 10 and end down to 1. You said this last time and I told you it was a stupid shit idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. That's a dumb idea. I just meant, are we going to start? Are we going to just bust our nuts and go for number 1 first? I mean, is there anything else you want to chat about? Like how you just destroyed an entire tube of Pringles or how you left me Pringles sitting outside the bar waiting to pick you two up for like over 10 minutes? We told you to come in. I was not, No. They had a live band playing some really nice Irish music. Yeah, but it was so fucking Irish. I was just like, oh, that's too much. Did you have a good time, Philip? Yes. I had a good time as well. You missed out. This is on you. Yeah, but I just stayed in the flat. And as for the Pringles, nobody can do half a tub of Pringles. It's a physical impossibility. Depends on what kind of flavor, though. Once, Once you pop, you just can't stop. This episode was brought to you by Pringles. <laughs> right. Numero 10. You're really into the whole sing numero thing. Well, because that's how you say numbers in Latin. Spanish? Mm, the Mexican's not a language. <laughs> nope, that's not. <laughs> right, number 10. Should you you want to go first? Should I go first? You, you go first. Treat yourself. So, for anyone that hasn't listened to the last episode, the, 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 the small thing I'll give you is that from this point onwards, so I had five. I had bad, medium, good, great, and epic. We are now into my great list. So we've got great and epic... I'll let everyone know when we hit the epic, but there are only three greats, 10, 9, and 8, and then everything after. So I have seven films that I class as just epic Marvel films. Like films that I, I can re-watch them 
And anytime I stick them on, I go, "Yep, this is this is just good watching." And for context, I I didn't do this ranking. I didn't rank it the way you did. I just ranked it from twenty one to one. Uh, but I wouldn't say any of these films are epic. I just say they're all. I would say from ten to one, they're great movies. No, I'd say some of them are great and some of them are good. So presumably ten to six are good, and then everything after is um, great. I'd yeah, yeah. I'd say ten to six are good, and then five to one are great. Why are we doing it like this? Why don't we just? Well, I was just saying, I've I've got a. Well, do you know why? Because I have joy in my heart, and I can quite happily say that some films are epic. And I just Whereas, have a, an alcohol dependency problem and sadness. Yeah. Are we back to that? No, we're not. I feel like we went two weeks. Went two weeks where you didn't talk about your alcohol dependency, nor your sadness. And yeah, but and and the statistical episodes were through the roof. And now we're back here. I also haven't people made clicking any off lewd comments about uh, not yet. And I won't. By the end of this episode, there shall be a boner joke. Now, what's really going to fry your noodle is would there have been a boner joke if I hadn't mentioned that? I mean... Matrix reference. I mean, I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, <laughs> it's like a noodle. It can't get a boner anymore. There we go. There we See? go. Wouldn't have happened if, without my noodle comment, so... You made it happen. Maybe we are in the Matrix right now. You did this. Number, number 10. 10. What is your number 10? Uh, my number 10, Iron Man 1. Really? Yeah, Iron Man 1. Iron Man 1 suffers from the same problems that Thor 1, Cap 1, The Incredible all have. That They were Phase 1 Marvel movies, but Iron Man 1 does it the best. Iron Man 1 is a is a quintessential Iron Man movie. Does it incredibly well. Still struggles with that kind of, we don't really know where we're going. We're trying something new. It obviously paid off. Yeah. And it, it compared to Incredible Hulk, it does it well. Iron Man 1, fundamentally, was it the first of the MCU? Yes. Yeah, so Iron Man One, it, it it kicked us off into this twenty-two film epic, and without it, we wouldn't have what it is. So I'm kind of giving it number ten position because one, it is the the birth of the MCU. Yep. Two, it is a lot better. Well, it's, it's better than the previous <laughs> eleven, I think. Um, and three, it does it does its job. It does its job really well. Iron Man is a alcoholic dick. As he was back when his first incarnation came in. Yeah, it tells a good story, I think. It's both a movie that kickstarted the MCU and restarted Robert Downey Jr.'s career, making him one of the biggest movie stars of all time. And restarted superhero films. Kind of full stop. I wouldn't say restarted them, I would say reworked them into a new format. Into an enjoyable format. I mean, there were some enjoyable films before Iron Man that I liked, like the Spider-Man Sam Raimi films. Spider-Man 2, yeah, I agree. Spider-Man 1 and 2, I agree. I'm not backing down from this. <laughs> Spider-Man 1 and 2's by Sam Raimi are good movies. What was your number 10? My number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, you piece of shit. I re- here's the fun thing about the 10 to 1. <laughs> I feel we're going to have some massive disparaging like opinions on 10 to 1 because, yeah. Anyway, Spider-Man Homecoming, solid movie. Really fucking fun. Tom Holland is amazing as... Uh, Spider-Man I also want to put out I didn't put it that low because of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films it's just when I made that list that's where it ends up for me the problem I always had with Spider-Man Homecoming uh, and I just want to preface this again by saying great movie but tons of great fun great film is all of the high school stuff 
bored me to tears because I don't give a shit about high school. I hated high school as a kid. I don't want to watch kids in high school do high school shit. I'm also sick of the same formulaic nonsense that is American high school movies. So all the high school stuff in Spider-Man Homecoming, I was just like, bleh, don't care. When he's Spider-Man, he's doing Spider-Man stuff, he's being Spider-Man, I'm like, boom, this is joyous. See, I disagree. What a shocker. Well, I, I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I think, I think Spider-Man Homecoming... We'll find out where it is on my list. <laughs> but Spider-Man Homecoming, I think, is a great film. I think it does Spider-Man well. So do I. And, and here's, here's... Well, in fact, I think it's an epic film. As it's I not. It's definitely not epic. Um, and I I have a soft spot in my heart because Spider-Man is my, my favourite Marvel superhero, like, through and through. So when I was making this list, I kind of was going through it all and, and, and Spider-Man kept getting bumped up, bumped up, bumped up. And then I was making my list and I got to the point where I had to put Spider-Man in somewhere and I thought I I remember watching that film in the cinema loving it I thought I enjoyed it all I thought the, the high school stuff great seeing him as a as a what 15 year old kid in Homecoming I think so yeah he's young he's seeing, real seeing young. The, the, the proper origins of like when Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man and he was at high school he was a 32 year old man he was a 32 year old man chasing the high school but that's class. more just the problem of Hollywood than it I agree, but, but everything about that Homecoming film, I adored. I thought it had good amounts of comedy, great amounts of character building, great action sequences. It had the Iron Man father figure yeah. subplot all, going All the on. Iron Man, Spider-Man stuff, so good in that movie. So good. And, 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 and that obviously and continues on also to Also the stuff Infinity with uh, John Favreau's happy as well and his inclusion. And, yeah. And Marissa told me, as Aunt May. It's just <sighs> a great film. I on, I honestly I should have saved I my boner love... joke for the Marissa May Marissa May joke. <laughs> I love Homecoming. I think you you'll find out where my Homecoming is. It's higher than where you've obviously he, put it, but I a, fucking there's two things I want to say. It. Two things I want to say. Spider-Man Homecoming is I, I vividly remember sitting in the cinema and at points during that movie just being like, I don't care. But really, yes, I cared the whole film. But it's all the high school stuff. When he's doing like Even when he's now. when he's going to like the science fair thing or like mm, the, uh, the bully um, Barry, what's the bully called Barry something? Uh, Flash, not the uh, Flash Allen. Yeah, he's, he's got a Flash Allen. You talking about Tony Revolori's character? Yes, with all the money. Yes, Flash, Flash. He's called. He's known as Flash. Yeah, some. Yeah, whatever. He never becomes. I always Venom knew that he's either called Flash or Barry Allen. I was like, why was that character named the same? Barry as? Allen's the Flash. I know, but I was. I always got confused of like calling him the Flash. It doesn't matter because he's but, the fastest in his football team, and he's but, the jock. Yeah, but just all the that the high school romance stuff and the Mary Jane stuff was real fucking shitly handled. I didn't. I was like, yeah, but she's not Mary Jane. Yeah, I know, but it was still like at the end. It's weird like, that they called her MJ. Yeah, and then went wink to the camera. I was like, really? Okay. But then also came out afterward and went, but she's not Mary Jane. We're not doing Mary Jane. Yeah, that character's called MJ. So you thought she was Mary Jane, but it's not. So yeah. don't get angry at us because we're changing a fundamental part of Spider Man. I guess. But so, so yeah, there was points in the cinema I vividly remember just being like, I don't care. Yeah, but big but the third act and the whole Michael Keaton's vulture steady on, steady on. No, but I'm just sorry. I know, I'm just thinking that, that third act with Spider-Man's like at his lowest moment, like when your character's at his worst moment, he's got to build himself back up. When he's going over to the the house to pick up, uh, what's the character the girl that he's dating in the film? Oh, going it's, on not, um, it's not Gwen Stacy, it's the first girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Anyway, when he's yeah. driving off to our house, and then boom, open the door. Liz Allen. 
thank you. And then, boom, open the door, and it's Michael Keaton's vulture. Oh. I was just like, this is game changing. Like, holy, holy shit. fuck, so good. Game changing. And I'd completely, I'd com- I watching that film, I remember when I in the cinema thinking, didn't see it. Did, did not, not see, see this coming. coming. And then there's that amazing scene. In the car? In the car. In the car. And he and Michael Keaton hasn't clocked it yet, oh. so he's being friendly. Yeah. But his friendliness is coming across as super intimidating. Tom Holland Spider-Man is, is shitting himself. And then Michael Keaton starts picking up on it and he's going, You okay back there, Pedro? He's like, Yeah, I'm, I'm good, sir. Hey, you your voice kind of sounds familiar, kid. Like, where have we bumped into each other? And you're just sitting in the cinema going, Oh, oh no. And then that ah oh, yeah yes this film is great it's better than Iron Man one Iron Man 1, and this nah, is this is the, I like I love Iron Man one but Homecoming for me Iron Man one like I said I think falls to the pitfalls of they they were learning they were they were figuring it all out and Homecoming has the benefits of eleven films before it or haven't no, it was more than eleven because that's one of the more yeah. recent ones yeah but it had so many films before it for them to perfect it and Iron Man one's a great movie. But Homecoming just was perfecting that. It, it, it's continued their kind of... They knew what they were doing. They knew what they wanted to do. They were they were really just pulling it all together. Everything you just said about Spider-Man and Iron Man flipped for me. I think Iron yep. Man is top to bottom. Just a solid movie. That script is so tight. Yep. John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. and even Jeff Bridges helped work on that script. They really just worked that film into something so perfect as an origin film. For me, Spider-Man Homecoming... It really drags in some places. Disagree. It really lost me at certain stages. Disagree. Okay. The Flash uh, Thompson bits. That's his name. Flash Thompson. Thank you. Like, it was Flash also, something. did you know that, you know when uh, Peter Parker gets the suit and the suit starts talking to him, did you know that's Jennifer Connelly? I did, yes. I did. Yeah. I did not. Jennifer Connelly. Kick yeah. ass. Uh, Susan? Oh, I can't remember. Karen. Karen. I knew it was a woman. Generic mum name. Yeah, I still really enjoy that film. And uh, it's... That final act, like that scene where like the vultures got him beat and he's crushed under all the rubble and stuff, and then he has yeah. to like fight to get out, and then that... and then he's trying to save the vulture and because yeah. he knows. And, and s- I'm so glad they're like they didn't kill him off or something, and he's still around for yeah. maybe Far From Home or something that he'll show up. I don't know, but yeah. or maybe he'll show up on Endgame. <gasps> oh, oh speculation. It. Hopefully, be awesome. If they do. Right, so that's no, that's our tens. Iron Man one for me. Homecoming for you. Yes. And you know what? I think fair points on both sides. Still in top 10. So, number nine. Do you want to go first? I'll let my, you go first. My number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one. The first one. My number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Well, that's very interesting. That is. That's actually really that's interesting. That's quite fun. I like that. So, you go first. Uh, I have always said this about Guardians of the Galaxy is that film is great, but it's massively overhyped by, I think, the Marvel fan base because from. A creative standpoint, comedically, writing-wise, acting-wise, and characterization-wise, that film is spectacular. Mm-hmm. But structurally, from a plot standpoint, and just how it goes from like point A to point B to point C, that film's real weak, and that third act bores me to tears. Like I've I've went back to watch that film, and every time I get to the third act with a big action scene and the city's being blown up in there with a Ronin the Destroyer, yeah, I'm just like I could turn this off right now. I genuinely just like so it's it's funny you say all that because I like I'm I'm Guardian Galaxy's two characterization feels in my I thought feels kind of kind of forced like oh, egos, I disagree entirely with that egos egos whole character arc is there because 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 they needed Peter Cool to not be a human 
okay. fundamentally. And the jokes... So I think my bigger problem with Guardians of the Galaxy 2, my biggest problem with it, is the characters went from... Like so many TV shows have done previously, the characters went from these characters that are getting developed slowly but surely and becoming fully fleshed out beings to caricatures of themselves. Drax, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, goes from being a simple warrior who wants to get his own back against Thanos, who has a, a family who got torn away from him and is distraught by it. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, idiot. Just dumb. He's not. Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is beyond stupid. He he becomes he becomes this in the first film, he is the 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 warrior born, lost his family, and is is missing on a few kind of key social things because he's from a warrior race. In the second film, like just just an idiot. Just just the dumbest human. He he's beyond interesting because he's now just the butt of a joke. He's lost everything that made him interesting, Guys of Galaxy 1. For just now, oh, Drax is stupid. That's that's the funny. There you go. And much like when we talked about Homecoming and Iron Man, yeah. my opinions are flipped, which is I feel that for Guardians of the Galaxy, that film was so uh, kind of Daredevil style. Not That doesn't make sense to use Daredevil, the word, and as an example. But that was like such a massive risk for Marvel because it was their first kind of venture out into a different area of the MCU. Yeah. And that's a real ballsy move. It was a real ballsy move. It was a I can't remember the name. It was a doesn't matter. That's my drag name by the way, ballsy move. <laughs> um your ballsy move. We didn't even do our names in our introduction. I had a great name for this. Fuck my life. Anyway. I was too excited. <laughs> too excited about the top I know 10. I was I had a great name. Anyway, I'll save it for another episode. Save it for the end. Sure. Hey, listeners, if you stick around to the end of the episode, you'll find out what Gavin's crazy name is this week. Uh, anyway, for uh, yeah, for, I feel, for Guardians of the Galaxy, so James Gunn, I think, had to keep those characters in a in kind of line with what the MCU yeah. was and couldn't get too kind of silly or adventurous because Marvel and Disney were probably just a wee bit worried that this film wasn't going to do as well as it did. Yeah. Whereas with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I feel... Everything that holds back the first one from truly being a great film doesn't hold back the second one because James Gunn was free to just, just structurally like go with that film how he wanted, characterization-wise go with that film how he wanted, and emotionally go to some really poignant and beautiful places. And what she did do in the first one, like the We Are Group, that hip stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the second one, I really feel he was able to take it to places that was much more poignant and heartfelt and quite beautiful. And that brings me to Drax, which is I feel that Drax has some of the most wonderful moments in that film where you get a great insight into, yes, he's this big, dumb, kind of silly warrior, uh, which is turned uh, higher in decibel for the second one. Mm -hmm. But he's also, there's such a pure heart to him and Mantis helps bring that out of him. And the, exactly. the kind of so friendship between him and... So yeah, so he, he's not lovely. a character now. Now, he now he's he's a character that relies on a secondary character. I don't think he relies on a secondary. Hundred percent relies on it. If you take Mantis out of that film, Drax is just an idiot. Drax yeah, is just a like big dumb stupid. But you love to take elements out of films to try and change the element. But those elements make up what they are. They they bolster one another. They improve one another. Yeah, but I disagree. I don't think so because I, I think I think what they were doing with Drax in the first film was 
was making his character this heartfelt, family-stricken, you know, hero that's that's war war torn basically, or like a war torn hero, to the second film where he's the butt of a joke. Except, ah, oh shit! Now we need to bring in another character to make him not the butt of the joke. And Mantis is just useless in that film. Man- Mantis is only Mantis only exists in that film so that they could give Drax more backstory. You take you take Mantis out of that film, the film continues on. But Mantis were there because she was with Eagle. Yeah, but but, but for what exposition? Exposition and and I mean, to make Drax. More... I mean, it's a Marvel movie, so it's got to do it somehow. Yeah, but ah, no. Nah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a great film, but the 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 stuff with Ego is semi the, the stuff with the Ego is interesting, but it's just not as 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 fundamentally interesting as I thought the first one was. For me, I felt the first one was held back and not as outlandishly exciting as people thought it was, whereas I think the second one is Ah, uh, see, I just, I just disagree. I think the first one did a better job. Of, I think the first one did a better job of making you care about all characters. Sans Rocket, uh, Rocket Raccoon, who in the first one is the first, the first film. Rocket Raccoon gets the, I suppose, the Drax treatment. He's just there as a kind of bit part. Groot has a better character arc than Rocket Raccoon does in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone else grows more, and then in the second one, I just remember thinking, and again, just to reiterate. I love all these films. These are my great onwards, you know? So this is... I'm rating this film pretty fucking high in my overall, like, ranking of movies. Yeah. But Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I just remember coming out of it and going, it's fine. I just felt like it it sailed in the coattails of the first one. Drax became this dumb bit character. Rocket Raccoon gets a bit more of a backstory, but even his just felt kind of... Just not quite as as heartfelt and, and full as some of the characters in the first one. Not, not, first, not compared to Drax in the first film, I suppose is the way I can think of it. Okay. And then Star-Lord and Gamora, they have their ends in the second one. In the first one, they kind of grow together. Yeah, I don't know. I just think I liked Guardians 1 more than I like Guardians 2. It's, it's fundamentally where I, where I settle on that. I fundamentally like Guardians 2. You're the opposite. Two. Yeah. So that brings us, I suppose, to number eight. Would you like to go first this time? Number eight for me was Cap 3 Civil War. Really? Yeah. I think... Yeah, yeah. Civil War, uh, compared to what I've got in front of it, Civil War's a great film. Civil War I thoroughly enjoy, but it's setting up... It's following on from a film that breaks them apart, and it's setting up for what comes afterwards. But on its own, it's not the strongest film. And, and I think this is what's interesting going forwards from here, right? A lot of these films, if you if you take out a Marvel film and you watch it by itself, there's an element of does that film prosper by itself or does it struggle? And I think I think Civil War, as its own movie, struggles. Why? Because I think as its own film, it's just a confusing. Like if you if you watch if I sat down with someone that had never watched a Marvel film and was like here we're gonna watch this one, they would go I have I'm struggling to fucking pay attention to what's going on here. Who are all these people? What's going on? What is happening? Why are all these characters here? What is all this? Yada yeah, yada yada yada. That that's not necessarily the fault of the film. No, it's not. But I, that's but, like that's like saying oh Return of the Kings isn't a good film because no one could just sit down and start watching from Return of the King. 
Well, that doesn't make because that doesn't make sense. No, totally. You wouldn't, you wouldn't start on the third film just like you wouldn't start on what the. But I think the rest. Of the, I think I the rest of the films I've got in my list. So following on from this, we've got, for example, all three Avengers films, uh, the, on my list at least: Guardians of the Galaxy, the other Captain America film, Winter Soldier, Spider Man, and Thor three. And I think you could watch any of those films. And they each tell their own individual story better than Cap 3, Civil War, does. Cap 3 is a film that relies on what comes before and comes afterwards, whereas everything else I've got that comes after this are, yeah, granted, you're better off watching all of them. Did you just give away the order of your list, by the way? No, I I mixed it up. Okay, good. Because I'm not a dum-dum. To say that the Avengers films don't require you set up for before or after but Civil War does doesn't make any sense because all Civil War is is a it's an Avengers film point five. I th- I think you could watch Avengers 1 and have a better idea what's going on than you could Cap 3 but there's no fucking way you could watch Avengers 2 or 3 and have any idea what's going on whereas yeah the same way that you couldn't watch Return of the King without watching Lord yeah, of the Rings 1 and 2 but I'm just going Avengers off, 1, 2, I'm 3 going off your point which it doesn't make sense to jab it Civil War saying, oh, you need to have set up for it, but then not have that for the other Avengers films, which you've ranked higher. Yeah, yeah, I can. Totally can. Why does Civil War have to play by that rule, but the Avengers don't? Avengers do, but in the same way the Avengers have your Return of the King argument. Whereas Civil War is not a film that stands in its own right. Civil War is a film that is a film that gets prefaced by everything that comes before and relies on everything that comes afterwards. Civil War... As it is, is a Captain America Bucky story. Yeah, and you can easily. And then everything just... else that's in it is just is just the, them throwing Avengers at it. Because I mean, yeah. Because... The only problem I have with Civil War is that airport scene, which the first time you watch it, it's goddamn fucking amazing. Cause you're like, oh, you get to see all it. But after that, any time I'm watching Civil War, I'm sometimes tempted to just kind of skip through it because it's the least interesting part. I love Civil War because. The dynamic between those characters who we've been building with for so many years is slowly just being dismantled before our very eyes by one of the, I think, most underrated villains in the MCU films, Baron Zemo. Because what Baron Zemo does, in fact, the genius of that film is that film sets up for Bucky and Cap having to fight a bunch of other super soldiers. Otherwise, they're going to take out the... The world, the the world's governments. You know, like, oh, so this would be your pretty bog standard, like big fight scene and against a bunch of foes. And then you get there. Nope, it's not that at all. Baron Zemo's entire plan is to just, just show a wee video and just completely dismantle the Avengers successfully and tear everything apart. And one of the most, like, emotionally charged scenes of all of the MCU ever. And in that final moment, we're like. Cap stands up and he's just like, I could do this all day. Or, like, he's my friend and Tony Stark, like, so was I. Or, like, oh, there's so many moments in yeah, that man, final, like, it's scene. And it's a great film. And everything in that film that leads up to it between Tony and Cap with Bucky always just being this kind of shadow in the middle of them. Some of the writing and all of the acting is so spectacular to watch. Like, you're watching this Robert Downey Jr. at that point, he's what, like, Six, seven times playing that character that by that point. I think something stupid like that. And then, yeah. and then, of course, Chris Evans is that'll be his 
fourth or fifth time playing the character. So they are fully honed into who those characters are. So those scenes where they're like in the the uh, conference room together and they're saying words to each other that seem kind of friendly or bantery, but behind it all there's so much subtext and just kind of jabs of I'm better than you or you're you're the one destroying this and that type of stuff. And it's just so interesting to watch those characters collide with one another because we've we got it in Age of Ultron, we've got it in Avengers, but this is like the culmination of that collision that's just been coming slowly over the movies, and I love it for that. This I think it's, that movie is just brilliant for what it does there. It is great. That's what I'm saying. Everything from this point on, I fucking love. Yeah, great. Everything from this entire episode, great films. Great films. All great films. I just think Cap Three Civil War is eighth on my list because it it's just not a it's just not a film that stands on its own. You're right. All those bits you just talked about, they're, they're, they've already, they've already been coming for, for films before it. it. It's just, it's such, it's such a, I get what you're saying with the whole, oh yeah, but you can't say that at the Avengers films, but it's kind of just not its own film. I didn't think it's, you're right. It's an Avengers 1.5. And maybe that's why I kind of rate it slightly low. Cause you're like, it's not, quite a cap film either i mean it really is though it's because not. all it's a, the, it's a cap and iron man film all of the cap was well, not because iron man's tony in stark's it, barely in the film and iron america man is. in the suit is even in a less it's a cap captain america film because you've got all the stuff that happens with peggy then you've got all the stuff that happens with him and the winter cap soldier is a better captain america film i mean i don't know i don't want to say anything about my I mean, list wh- yet wh- well the question is what's your what's your number eight my number think? eight is uh, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Thor Ragnarok is a butt ton of fun. It's got some of the best comedy in it. It's pro- all the, the comedy is probably better than the Guardians films. Yeah, it's hilariously good. But for me, the trailers really just let that film down for me. Where I was like, I just wish they. Oh, but that's a. I know which is not fair to say. That's not but fair. But when, when I was sitting there watching that movie, I wasn't really watching it. I was just thinking about, well, I know what's coming next. I don't know what's coming next. With one bit. I don't know what's coming with, no, with no, no. the Hulk. There's so many bits where I'm nah. just like, ah, I can see where this is about to go next. I can see where this is about to go next. Oh, that, that hella scene is about to come up and blah, blah, blah. And it all just, I don't know. It's like I, It's so funny, that film. It's what's, so funny. But it's a film of no consequence or real substance. Well, that's quite a lot of a consequence. going Because considering it follows straight into Infinity War. Yeah, that final moment, sure. But everything leading up to that. Where all of Asgard is blown up and Thor doesn't have a home anymore. Audio boy's seen this one. I have seen this one. I think you put uh, in this uh, at eight is a travesty. I mean, it's it's a funny film. It's it is it's a brilliantly funny film. I I'm trying. Also, to, so, the whole Asgard blowing up thing. Uh, what's his Asgard name? Asgard over people. What? Yeah, exactly. The, the film itself says that it's not of any consequence because Asgard's where the people are. That was just a a bunch of buildings. Hell, he draws that the power them. from Asgard though. Huh? Hela draws her power from Asgard. But then, what happens if... <laughs> don't don't just getting... shrug your shoulders at me. <laughs> okay. Hela also, Kate Blanchett had a blast doing that role, and she was a joy to watch. But I guess just a villain, or like, I don't really care. Do not care whatsoever. I think that film's going to have more relevance after Endgame, I Potentially. think. Okay, but that doesn't do anything to my list now and that's why it's at number eight <laughs> okay. maybe after endgame this list will get 
rejiggered around. But so, right now, and it, it, it's right, so it. my my four three is not actually too far off where you've put it, right? And I get why you've put it in number eight because mine, like I said, mine's not far off. So we're kind of in the same ballpark with Thor three. The other ones we're, we're a bit more. There's a bit more disparity between quite them. a bit. I think compared to our twenty one to eleven and our ten to one, there's much more disparity yeah. between our ten to one than there is in our eleven. But I I really enjoy Thor three. I think Thor three. I do as well. I so and I, but this is where the this is where the whole conversation gets messy, right? Because because in our top ten and this is. You pro- we probably could have done this before, but I think it's it's funny. Pre top ten, we can agree that a lot of those films are, as far as films go, okay. They're good. They're, They're fun. good. You enjoy them, but you can quite happily place them. Yeah. There, the top ten's a funny one because, like what I've just said about Cap Three, I I have this weird th- you, like the more I think about it, the more you've said it, the more I think about it, I'm thinking you're actually right. I my argument of Cap Three doesn't feel like its own movie, kind of means fuck all because you're right. None of the Avengers theoretically do, but I have this weird mindset where the Avengers at least are an Avengers trilogy because it says the Avengers in front of it. It's it's yeah, they, we're kind of in this horrible landmine of you, you're you're I'm rating films based on simultaneously based on them singularly and <laughs> what is and as part of them as like a giant epic. You my know? entire ranking is just. Purely based on the personal experiences I had watching those films. Yeah, I remember with Thor Ragnarok. My experience of watching that film was, this is so funny. This is such a blast to watch. I've I can't tell you how many times I've gone on YouTube and just watched individual scenes from that movie because it's Psycho so. Psycho Korg. Yeah, best character. Just like the the compilation of Korg scenes. And Jeff Goldblum, best character. And best joke. My favorite joke in all of Thor Ragnarok. It's Jeff Goldblum bits, both of them. Two favorite jokes, actually. The first one is um, when he goes, we're, we're going to have to punish you. And that woman goes to hand him the stick. And he's like, yeah. no, no, no. Whoa, that's the melty stick. No, that's... Why would you think that? <laughs> like, and then later on, when he goes, when he, he's like, we're going to get the prisoners back. She's like, yeah, we'll find the slave, sir. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I don't like that word, slave. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, sorry, sir. Uh, the prisoners with jobs. <laughs> I okay, yeah, that's better. <laughs> I, also, I also like the the, the post credit scene where it's like he comes off the crash ship after like the uprising. Kind of a revolution without a dictator. Yeah, it's like we did it, guys. <laughs> it's like you're welcome. It's like oh, super. So Thank me later. All right, so that was number eight. So okay, I mean, I should just get my number seven out of the way because go for it. Probably seven. We've talked about it already. I just need there we go. Uh, my number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, for me, just. The emotional core to that film is just what holds it for me. Like yeah. that, that fight. Like, eh, what, what's off? I can't remember the line now. Well, I think what we need to do is, well, sorry, just as a thought while we're on it, we'll recap these at the end because I feel like so far we are compared to ten to twenty-one to eleven, we were kind of happy to just chat and move on. Yeah. Whereas this is there's a lot this more. Much more important. Here. Yeah, it is a lot more important. So uh, yeah. Just for anyone that's kind of maybe getting a bit confused in in our listing and where we are. We'll recap these at the end in a much quicker summary yeah. numbering. So sorry, yeah. yeah so the Guardi- number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Two, just just the emotional core of that movie. It's great. Uh, like the the stuff with um, Baby Groot when he's like, 
they're asking him to get the horn and he shows up with like a table or a person that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. or like when they go through uh, jump uh, hyperdrive kind of stuff in their faces you're just like and then the whole stuff with Yondu and uh, Peter Quill at the end like you may have been a father but he wasn't your daddy and I was like oh god I'm Mary Poppins yeah. y'all I'm Mary Poppins and plus Good. Oh, great. the movie has Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell I want to be my dad in real life he is sadly not but you know so my number there are two then. people I want to be my dad in real life and neither of them are it's Kurt Russell and Andre Browder but one day one day one of them will be my dad one day it might happen yeah, so my number seven, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Don't shake your head. My, my number seven is the first Avengers film. Oh, okay. Uh, Our great. lists are so different, D- dude. First Avengers film's great. I just think Avengers. So basically, my the, where my Avengers went on this one is great film. Obviously, brought together the first phase of the Marvel MCU. But looking back on everything that I've uh, that's come afterwards, and a lot of these ones that that we're kind of placed afterwards. It's great. It does it all. It doesn't quite have the 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 emotional. I don't think it quite has the gravity and the emotional depth that the ones that come after this do. And that's the two Avengers films, Age of Ultron and Age of Infinity Ultron War. and Infinity War. It's it's just, it's gonna. So this sounds bad. It's the weakest Avengers film, but that's not a bad. Like there's no. You know, what I mean, the, none of them are weak. It's just compared to the other two, it's not as good. And then. Really, when I was making this list, I thought Avengers 1, great. What it did at the time, mind-blowing. Now, compared to the other ones I've put after this, it kind of ends up just being a like a straight action film, which isn't a bad thing, because it's sick. But it is just action, 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 action. It doesn't really hold much gravity other than the stakes it raises in its yeah. own film, and then it it's done, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, and then compared to Avengers 2, compared to Avengers 3, compared to what I've kind of put after, well, eh, not all of them actually, <laughs> but compared to Avengers 2 and 3, it was my weakest Avengers. Um, but yeah, so that's why I put it 7. I thought it was a, it's a great film, but there are just better MCUs. And it, so, and this is where I think, I, I don't know if we talked about this in the last episode or not. I had this weird thing when I was making this list of, there are Avengers films that end up just being generic Marvel films, right? And and I feel like saying a film is a Marvel film now is its own genre. Like you can you can Definitely. class a film as an action film, a comedy, blah blah blah. You can class a film now as a Marvel film or a Marvel like if another yeah, studio like, tries to do uh, it. Yeah, a movie can come out you know, like oh, they were clearly inspired by Marvel. They're trying to do something Marvel esque. Marvel esque. So I mean, the, I think the most recent Shazam's a perfect example of. Yeah, that's a movie trying to be like a Marvel movie. Trying to be like a Marvel. So Avengers One feels Marvel esque. It really does. It it, it doesn't. At the time it did, at the time it was this, it, this brilliant, pushing the boat out. It was doing, you know, it was bringing together Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, all in one epic conclusion. But watching it back, it doesn't hold as much water as it did because they have come on leaps and bounds as a studio. Yeah. So that's why I put it as far down as I did. At seven, which I in is as far down as I did. It's still seven. Seven out of, 20, out of 21. twenty-one. Pretty good. So that's yeah, that's my seven. You want to do your six or I do my six? My six. Yeah, I'll do mine first because mine. I don't know if we talked about yours. Yeah. Mine was Thor three. Okay. So, uh, pretty much what you said. I I really enjoyed the comedy of it. Really enjoyed the comedy. No, of it. Boy, are you disgusted by by where he's put it? Less so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too um, less so. Enjoy the comedy. I think good film. Uh, we're kind of into the realms of where Marvel are. Like I've just, in fact, like I've just said, 
Marvel are trying to do things that aren't Marvel-esque. They're, they're, they were, they're flexing, they're trying different things. Yeah. Taika Waititi... They're trying to do like genre-type movies. Genre-type movie. their own Which is genre. why my Ant-Man, remember, was higher than you placed it, because Ant-Man, even though it's not a great film, was at least its own... We're doing a, a heist, heist film movie, yeah. that's a Marvel film. Thor yeah. Ragnarok was like, we're just going... Taika Waititi's doing his Taika Waititi thing with a Marvel facelift on it, basically. And I just fucking loved it. I I remember coming out of the cinema and going, that was great. That was funny as shit. I did watch it recently, and yeah, I was going to say I was going to disparage it there. No, six. I think it's I think it's a solid six on my list. It's a just damn fun movie. It's a damn fun film. I, I love Taika. It's so good. Taika Waititi's direction in that film, his writing in that film, like the, the amount of improvisation that occurred in that film. I struggle to believe that. I remember when that came I mean, out. And that could be said, like a, oh, it's a PRE type thing of just like, ooh, you know. Oh, yeah, like they were all improvising. But like, let's be honest. What was it? Like the, the number, because the number was too high. Yeah, they if said. If they'd gone like, oh, they improvised 50%, I could have at least gone, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, they were saying like 80%, 80% or something. 80% of the film was like, improvised. Ooh. Fuck off. I mean, I can imagine that. Because 80% of the film improvised is basically them just being, just going, yeah, if we just make up the story as we go along. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine it. Marvel just being like, yeah, we're okay <laughs> with this. Yeah. But. I am 100% confident that every single Jeff Goldblum scene was improvised because that man ain't ever going to follow a script unless he's in a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> and I would say that. He he's the Marlon Brando of yeah. modern day cinema. But in a, a good way. <laughs> have you have you seen the clip of. Just on Jeff Goldblum here. Oh, I love him. Jurassic Park 2, the video game, which was a terrible video game yep. where you played, I think, like eight levels, side scrolling. Three of them is boring fucking Jurassic Park hunters, and five of them is kick-ass dinosaurs. Wasn't there one where you played as like uh, one of those wee compied dinosaurs from the second Jurassic, one, and it's like platforming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park 2 game. The platform was so bad. It's a terrible game. game. So but bad. if you play through all of Jurassic Park 2, and there's so many caveats to this, you play through the whole game without turning it off because there's no save system. Yeah. There's a password system, but if you use a password system, you lose the bonus items the collectibles so you play the game start to finish getting all the collectibles which is one bullshit hard and two bullshit boring because the game's terrible yeah. you're treated to a special message by jeff goldblum at the end of the game where jeff goldblum comes out and goes hey well done thank you for playing jurassic park 2 you um you you beat the game why don't you go outside you know turn the game off and yeah. speak to a member of the opposite sex and have a shower uh, maybe, you know, just get some fresh air and, and stop being a sweaty goblin, basically. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you, Jurassic Park 2, and thank you, Jeff Goldblum. After me spending hours yeah. playing this game, just just, just being a fucker to me. Can you there imagine, you like, at, at the end of, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 or something, like, the game ends, and then just, like... John Marston came out and was like, He's turn like, it off. Fucker. Go do something with your turn life. Turn it off. Fuck you. Or, like... <laughs> You find us a Call of Duty game, and then the, the oh, I can't remember the name of the actor, but from like uh, Full Metal Jacket and stuff. Kevin Spacey. No, Kevin Spacey. Oh wait, no, Vincent D'Onofrio. No, like the, the drill sergeant guy. Vincent D'Onofrio. No, he wasn't the drill sergeant. Kevin Spacey. No, he wasn't in the movie. Christian Bale. You know who the drill sergeant is from? Uh, you've seen Full Metal Jacket. This Vin- point's lost now. You completely, Vincent, you, you completely neutered my joke. It's fine. We'll go back to the list. Vincent D'Onofrio. It's not Vincent D'Onofrio. Stop saying Vincent D'Onofrio. Michael Bajordan. No. <laughs> Michael Bajordan was a child. In fact, he wasn't probably... Yeah, he probably was a child, actually. To be honest. Anyway, I can't get my phone to open to look at Number five. Do you want to go first? We're, we're into the top. I didn't do my Lee six. Lee Army. So. Oh, sorry. What was your six? Apologies. Oh, your six. Where was it? 
Lee Army. Thank you, Lee Army, the drill sergeant. I'm actually showed up at the end of Call of Duty and just fucking peeled Shat your face off with so camera. much shouting. Anyway, <laughs> your six was? Thor 3. Okay, yeah. My six is Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, so your Avengers 1's higher than Ultron? Yeah. I went back and forth Explain. in this. I went back and forth in this. Uh, my uh, Where Avengers Assemble, the first one uh, takes place, or exists in my list, both Ultron and Assemble kind of kept swapping back and forth in my head. Okay. But then I finally settled on six for Ultron. Ultron is a jam fucking good movie. Mm-hmm. People do not give that movie the credit it deserves. So many people shit on that movie. That is a fucking good movie. The reason people shit on that movie is because it's different from Avengers. And what the general audience is not like? Things that are different. That movie takes a much kind of darker tone than the first one. It starts to lead the Avengers down the path towards Civil War, all breaking up. And its bad guy is real fucking sinister. Yeah. He's real just fucking Just to clarify, evil. you have put Avengers 1 above Avengers 2. Yes. And we'll get to why that is. <laughs> I love both these movies. I... I'm confused. I just, just stick by me. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron, such a good movie. The problem is that final act that goes on for what feels like a century, and it's them trying to be like, hey, we're saving people. And the what What does the robot want? I agree. He wants to blow up the world because humans are bad. It's like, oh, I, good. I Another agree. robot that wants to blow up the world because we're evil. Just like. I agree that the. the all right, so what I will concede. Also, the. the just the idea of like, I'm just gonna take a bit of the world, lift it off of the ground, and then just crash it back in. It's just like, it's pretty stupid. This is going like to a level now. Where it's like, yeah, but I, I, funny enough, that's I think as far as science goes, possibly the most realistic thing the the MCU has ever done. But, but for a, do, you, do you know, as far as meteors go, for meteor hitters that is like the size of uh, I think like San Francisco, that's the world done. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying that. So. I'm saying was it the the Serbian Serbia no, Sokovia Sokovia Serbian yeah because they just made up a place because after the fallout of uh, Avengers Assemble when everyone's like oh they just let people die and this isn't and plus Man of Steel came out that year and we've all seen the nine eleven like apocalypse yeah, yeah, yeah. as the end of that movie they had to they had to create a fictional place and then take that fictional place off of the earth a wee bit so that they could do their avenging. Also, all the bad guys are just robots, so they're not technically killing anyone because they wanted to but, just try. But what and... I find weird in in your the difference here. So the reason I play is Avengers two higher than Avengers one. Avengers two has stakes. Sure. Granted, it's not in New York, and granted, there's people not people dying. It's just Sokovia. The grand stakes of it all is that the world could end. Right. Mm-hmm. Tatori coming in Avengers one is scary, but it's kind of it feels small scale, whereas. Avengers 2 feels a lot bigger. Well, they had to Ultron, go bigger. Ultron obviously feels like a threat to the yeah, genuine planet. Threat. And thirdly, you're right, Avengers 2 goes darker in the sense that it kills... There is an actual... If you're going to try resonance. and say the death of Quicksilver was of any consequence, no one gets No, no, no. But it, it, has res- it has more resonance than Avengers 1 does. I'd say the Coulson thing really fucking resonates uh, no, no, in mm, that movie. In the movie, fine, but they sure. fucked it. Yeah, but then Quicksilver has doesn't even resonate in the movie, let alone beyond that. So it's it does it, it does more than Coulson. But then this is this is no no wait 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 Black, we go into it we go into it. This is an interesting point. This isn't anything against either of us. This is an interesting point because Marvel are doing this thing where 
Cole, I would agree with you. If Coulson didn't have a fucking infinite spin-off TV show where he's kicking around, fucking happy as Larry, doesn't have a memory of the Avengers or whatever the fucking story is in Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., I would agree with you. Avengers 1's death means more. But unfortunately, Marvel can't help themselves. And there is a fucking ongoing TV show where, to this day, Coulson is kicking about to... And apparently none of the Avengers fucking know about it. Or care. Or care. Coulson's not but, ringing Tony Stark. Hey, hey, Mr. Stark. Remember uh, all those, I don't know. Remember all that banter we had in those I two remember, movies? Remember when I died? Yeah, who the fuck is this? It's me. I, I, I don't know what happened. I'm not dead. I mean, I think we can both just agree that that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show is doesn't count. I, no, I do, but what I'm what I'm saying is, I agree. I've never watched it, couldn't give a shit about it, but it's still, it's still, nope. it still detracts from... Sure. You can't help but deny that everyone knows about it. Whether or not you agree with it, it's there. But when I watch, as far as but when I watch the first Avengers and it gets that moment and it happens and then it's the aftermath of it and what it does to them as a group... Still fucking hits home, I feel. Mm. Just, I think the way it's shot and the way that it's acted, I'm like, boom, this fucking sold me. Anyway, I don't. with I Age don't. of Ultron, I struggle to separate with Age it. of Ultron. I fucking love that movie. It, it's definitely too long. It's way too long. Uh, but one of the things that upsets me about Age of Ultron is that Joss Whedon had a plan. He was going forward with that plan. I think at that point he was still. Uh, one of the arbiters of the kind of overall story that was going to be the larger MCU. Yeah, yeah. But then the way Marvel and Disney treated him in Age of Ultron is the John Favreau them, which is they were just like, we're... We need it. Here's what we want to do. Do it. And, and Josh Speed is like, but I want to do this because I feel it's better for your characters and your story. And they went, no, 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 no. We want to do this because we have Ragnarok to set up and we have this thing to set up. And so they just kind of like, twisted and mangled a wee bit his his vision and so there's parts of that movie like all of Thor in that movie is just terribly all over the place Thor's, Thor's whole thing in Avengers 2 is I'm here I'm going away to set up the Infinity Stones and I'm Ragnarok. back to help make the vision yeah that's it that's it I did real not good did my part real not good Whereas <laughs> Josh Whedon's stuff, which what he really wants to do, like the farm stuff, where they go back to uh, Hawkeye's exactly. farm, so good. All that stuff. Um, nah, Avengers Two is a better film than Avengers One. I mean, we'll get to why I don't think it is. But let's do it now. The one thing I want to say, uh, the last thing I want to say about Avengers: of Ultron is that film did something that no one thought was possible, and it made, or it did for me anyway. I don't know for other people. It made Hawkeye one of the characters I care most about now. Yeah, Hawkeye shit. I'll agree. You care about it. Nah, man. I, the more we talk about this, the more I... You are going to be so hard-pressed to change my mind on this. I'm not trying to change your mind. I just... This is personally how I feel in the rankings of these movies. You know, it's fine, but I'm just... In, that scene between in the grand scheme Scarlet of this, Witch and Hawkeye, when he's like, I'm a guy with an arrow shooting robots. Robots and like, aliens. And, when there's and like, if I'm an Avenger, you're an Avenger. And I was like, boom. Plus all the farm stuff. I'm like, yes, Hawkeye's a character. What I, I mean is, love if, when we talk about Avengers 1, I don't, I cannot imagine my mind being changed. I'm, again, I'm just don't, not trying to change your mind. No, I know you're not. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it a bit interesting for the listeners. Oh, okay, then I am trying to change your mind. You I will f- change your mind. <laughs> Settle in, folks, for a mind to be Weird. changed. Right. I'm just going to go, so what, have you done your, you've done your five? No, that was my six. Avengers what was your Avengers. five then? Go my number five is... The first Iron Man. I kind of said it earlier, uh, but I'll just kind of, I guess, kind of jump back in some of those points. 
I think from top to bottom, solid fucking movie. Uh, and I can happily watch that movie over and over and over again. And it's it built the template that went on to be the template Smash. that, that so Marvel would just continue yeah. to use all the way up until fucking Doctor Strange, for example, which is a much weaker film, as you would know, because Doctor Strange appeared number 14 on my list. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. No way, man. No one's going to go back and listen. Well, that's a good point. Well, that was a wee tease. <laughs> uh, they don't know where it appears on your list. Uh, but yeah, that's such a solid movie. And, as well. And it, Shit! <laughs> <laughs> We've ruined everything. <laughs> now people know where Doctor Strange is. They'll never listen to the previous episode. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. It, yeah, the, it's, like the, it's a solid film. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. I've, there are very few examples of just perfect casting but of a character. If you what is it? If you speak Syrian, is it Syrian? Yeah. No, Urdu. If you speak Urdu and you watch Iron Man, the film's ruined from the opening scene. Yeah, because they literally say to like in uh, Urdu, uh, they say to Obadiah Stane. Hey, like, Obadiah Stane, we've got yeah. Tony Stark. If you don't pay us your money, we're going to kill him against the agreement that you gave us. That kind of like that's kind of. I mean, it's it's cool that it works, yeah. but it just means that if you speak the language that they're trying to be, they're trying to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody speaks this foreign. Yeah, but let's also basically. Be- sorry, audio boys, looking at us confused. And for any listeners. The beginning of the film opens up Iron Man of uh, Tony Stark like being a terrorist kidnapped. recording of of Tony Stark, and then this voiceover in a foreign language going, "Hey, Obadiah Stane, pay us the money that you said you would, or we're going to kill your boy Tony Stark." Now the film goes on. If you don't speak the language that said all that, you have no idea that Obadiah, Obadiah Stane's a good guy. He's yeah. he's Tony Stark's confidant, he's mentor. He's mentor. And then you get to the point in the film where he betrays him and you go, oh my fucking God, unless you speak Urdu, in which case you go, yeah, we know the, he's in line with the terrorists. That was in the opening scene of the film. But also, when <laughs> uh, Marvel made Iron Man, they didn't think it was going to be the huge global success. Yeah, totally. So when they released that film in the, the countries where they speak Urdu, they're probably like, maybe, we'll just, maybe they changed it. Who knows? Maybe for films. I, think might, I assume they did. I assume they They just put English done. subtitles for people who speak Urdu. It's like, oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that says. So my... Or just Yeah, last thing I want to say on, is uh, Iron on. Man is uh, the beginning of our hero fighting a villain who looks exactly like him, but it's just a wee bit bigger. Also, Jeff Bridges looks so good bald. Why is he not bald all the upside time? Upside down face, Jeff Bridges. He's upside down, Jeff Bridges. Oh, oh, also, shout out to the uh, fire extinguisher robot, which just... Has... He, he was back in every Iron Man film. Yeah, because like like those comedic little moments were just so perfect. They're just like, Iron Man falls, there's a wee, bit, there's a wee pause, and then... Perfect. So, I'm going to go... I'm going to go so with... ACDC is the most generic rock band of all time. I'm going to go with my five and four here because we've talked about them both. So I feel like there's no... Yeah, I remember that Iron Man's a Black Sabbath song. What? Isn't that ACDC? Nope. Iron Man's by Black Sabbath. I am No, but Iron they use Man. ACDC na, music. Na, 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 is it the first one or the second one they use ACDC? That's ACDC. Yeah, that's the that's Iron Man song then. That's the song that goes hand in hand with Iron Man. Okay. They use AC... played in Iron Man 2 as well. They use ACDC in the... Definitely the second, but I can't remember. Definitely, also definitely the first. first as well. Right, okay, the opening the, sequence where so, he's in the... Fuck you, audio boy! <laughs> well, it plays in the end credits. I'm sorry. Right. My five is Avengers 2, which we've literally talked about in detail. Don't need to go into it. I love it. Definitely being a better Avengers movie. My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. And 
when I was waiting these, I think I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. When I was waiting these, I I did the same thing you did. Genuinely, I I put these in the order that I remember coming out of the cinema at the first time and going, "Fuck, that was sick." And Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, the first time I came out of the cinema, I think watching that was a Marvel film, but it's so different from everything that come before that. It lent so heavily into the comedy. It lent so heavily into the. It's basically Avengers, but in one film. You know what I mean? You care about all those characters. Within a, within a movie, rather than, hey, look, we've done a film each, and now the Avengers. I just loved it. I loved the Guardians. I thought it was such a great movie in the first time it's, I came out. It's colourful, it's funny. Colo- it's yeah, exactly. Colourful, good, interest in everything. Chris so, yeah. Pratt got jacked. Five, Avengers 2, four, Guardians of the Galaxy for me. My number four is Avengers 1, Avengers Assemble. Okay, so this is interesting then. So we're not... Our top three, bar one... Are similar. I know what your number one's going to be, and it's really going to annoy me. <laughs> you don't know shit. Uh, <laughs> for Avengers Assemble, it was much like what Infinity War was, but not as on a grand scale, which was a really big uh, experiment that had five films. Was it five films that led into it, or four films that led four. into it? Four films leading up to it. Thor, Incredible Hulk, Cap, One, Iron Man. Yeah. Avengers, f- then Iron Man 2 kicks. No, sorry, Iron Man 2 before. Iron Man 2 was after... No, Iron Man 2 was before uh, Avengers. Yeah. So five films. Five films. Uh, yeah, so those five films, but you could really just put Iron Man 1 and 2 together, more or less. Uh, Avengers Assembles number four. That's good. I enjoyed it. It's a good film. It is. We've, we've talked about it, though. We've done it. Oh, yeah, you talked about it. I mean, I, you talked about it in depth. I talked you, more you, about told me, you told me why I was wrong no, a lot. No, I talked so. about Avengers Age of Ultron a bunch, and I didn't get to talk about why I put... Talk about Avengers, go on. I'm interested. I hate you so much. I don't know who I hate more of the two of you, but I definitely hate you both. Don't look at each other like that. I mean, do you reckon he hates the the one that gives him a podcast or the one that gives him a home? Mm. It's one or the other, isn't it? Let you on my podcast, he lets you into his flat. I can't stress you how much I want to walk away right now. <laughs> oh my God. Go on, so Avengers, Aven- the first Avengers for you. It is a great film. We can both agree on that. You, wh- Why do you think it's so good? Why do you think it's better than the Avengers 2 at least? Because I think it's a better team movie than Ultron is. Because Ultron, yes, it's doing the thing of it's starting to split them apart and move towards the Civil mm-hmm. War situation. Yeah. But I feel the dynamic between the characters in the first one with them coming together is so much stronger and exciting to watch. Where they're starting to, they're trying to learn each other, uh, like how to kind of communicate with each other and work as a team. And then that, that incredible war that finally comes together and... Uh, I'm always angry. Boom! Punches the big space worm thing, and then you've got that incredible shot that's just yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. synonymous in movie history for so long of just them in a circle getting ready to fight a wormhole that's spitting out a bunch of alien yeah. monsters. I just that movie was an incredible experiment that absolutely paid off in how successful it was at the time and how strong that movie is for all those characters, including Black Widow. I'm sure, Hawkeye doesn't get his dues in that movie, but he does later on. And Loki being back as the villain, so good, go, so so strong, so good, solid villain, it's so enjoyable, so fucking enjoyable. Here's Gary Copeland ruining Avengers One for anyone that hasn't gone back and watched it semi recently. Uh, watch Avengers One, great film, you'll enjoy it. Don't think about much of it. If you want to ruin it, anytime they talk to each other, just be aware that they don't have earpieces in <laughs> the whole film. They go in. <laughs> Hawkeye, can you get these guys off my back? And it cuts to Hawkeye and he goes, yeah, of course I can, Cap. Neither of them have earpieces. Neither of them do. 
every film after that, they all at least put their hand up to their ear like they've got, yeah. like they're trying to hear each other. Avengers 1, they're just speaking to the air yeah. and they can all <laughs> hear each other and they're city, they're streets away, but somehow through magic, they can all interact. It's so fun. Watch it with that in mind, and I promise you, you're going like, to come away and go, "Fucking hell, Gary, that's so do, annoying." Do you know what it makes me think of is that uh, that great scene from Shazam where it's like the final thing. Uh, what? He's like he's giving his big bad guy monologue. He's like, "I'm going to crush you into dust and kill you," and it just cuts to Shazam, and you know he goes, "What? Can't hear Sorry, you? Say it. I can't hear you. Are you monologuing right now? I can just love that more. Now I'm picturing that, but for the Avengers, where it's like." Iron Man's just like, hey guys, we got some guys in like the, the street and here. Back up and, and Captain America just, and Fifth Street. He just like runs in the opposite direction, just being like, oh, there's guys over here. I guess let's go this way. It'd be even better. It'd be Hawkeye then turning around and just firing all his arrows and going, I hope Cap didn't need me anywhere else because <laughs> I just used all my arrows on, on that batch bag. Guys. I also love that moment of just like when they're finally getting ready to go to York for like the big moment and like Iron Man's like grinding something on his helmet and like Cap's getting the suit on all getting ready and then they get in the plane and they're flying off and I was like I feel like we've forgotten something. Ah nah it's fine. And then they all start running and I was like fuck how am I supposed to communicate with anyone? <laughs> and, like Iron Man like gets his mobile out and he's just like oh, I don't know I, I don't have Cap's <laughs> number I can't fucking WhatsApp message him. Wait a minute Captain America doesn't have a mobile phone he's, he's on the from fucking the 40s. 40s. Oh, shit! Right. So, Gary Copeland's recap of 10 to three, ten to 4. My number 10 was Iron Man. Number 9, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Number 8, Captain America 3 Civil War. Number 7 was Avengers 1. Number 6, Thor 3. Number 5, Avengers 2. And number 4, Guardians of the Galaxy. Good list, uh, I think. Possibly the better list between the two of us. Well, that's just, I think you're a bit biased. Let's do your list and we'll think you're a bit biased. That. We'll my 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. My 9, Guardians of the Galaxy. My 8, Thor Ragnarok. My 7, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. My 6, Avengers Age of Ultron. My 5, Iron Man. And my 4, Avengers Assemble. Or Avengers 1, if you prefer. Yeah, we've got three. So, yeah, so anyone that's been listening and paying attention and maybe taking notes, because I assume people do that when they're. Oh, yeah, they're, definitely, they're just like trying to calculate it in their minds. Like, hmm, how's this going to work? Uh, out? Beautiful Mind? Yeah. People, someone with a big whiteboard going, that means Gavin and Gary have agreed on this many films. Um, number three. I, do we want to do this one at a time? I feel what I'm worried about is if we do this separately, we're going to lose the impact of. The three, two, one. So, do you want to do your three, two, one, and I do my three, two, one? I'm kind of thinking it might be a better shout. Well, I don't know. Can we? Can we do something? Because if you do three, two, then everyone's gonna know what the one is. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking we just you do, do it one at a time. So you're doing. Should I go first or do you want to go first? Uh, flip a coin. <laughs> go back to the sci-fi chronicle. I'll, go, I'll go first. I'm happy. I'm I, right. So if you've been listening to this so far, you'll know that my top three films are going to be Avengers three, Homecoming, and Captain America two: Winter Soldier. But the question is. What order do they place? And now, ladies and gentlemen, Philip, do the drum roll sound effect that we agreed upon. We have not agreed upon any such sound. Well, if there is one, now's the time to play it because my third is drum roll noise from Audio Boy. <laughs> no, that's oh. nice. That's rubbish. Oh. Audio Boy put one in. If not, it's Wait. Captain America 2 Winter Soldier. <sighs> Great film. Great film, love it. Phenomenally good movie. It does so much. It's it's a sp- going back to my genre comments previously. It's a it's a spy movie, 
that has Marvel elements. It yeah. does everything. It it does everything it does incredibly well, and yeah, I can go back to it time and time and time again. And you can. I know I've talked about it previously in tonight's episode, but you can watch Captain America two as its own movie. You you do not need, which is rare for any Marvel film, really. But you can pretty much watch Captain America two as its as a single serving it's a standalone film, pretty much. And it's it's phenomenal. It holds up. It's got great character development. the The Bucky and Cap stuff is phenomenally good. The Captain America and and Shield being overrun by you know Captain America versus yeah. Shield. The movie Shield, also has Gaddy Shandling in it. I love Gaddy Shandling. Shield being overrun by Hydra. It just has got so much happening, and it's just so good. Great film. That uh, elevator fight scene. Elevator fight scene. <laughs> So many good, so many great scenes. Yeah. So many great scenes. The, I think we talked about that previously, the compartmentalization. Compartmentalization. Compartmentalization elements. <laughs> which is, it's just a great kind of theme to run throughout the movie. The the sneaky, we're all shield, we're all shield, we're all shield. Hail Hydra stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it's that senator. You know the senator that's being a dick to Iron Man Gary and Shandling. Iron Man 2? Gary Shindling. Shandling. Shandling. Whatever his name is. That guy turning out to be a fucking Hydra dickhead. Yeah. So satisfying. Just so, like, and, and little elements of, of build up that pay off so nicely in that movie. Yeah. There is one thing that has always bothered me about that movie. Maybe you can explain it to me. Is there's a point where they kidnap a guy and put him on a roof and like, we're going to chuck you off this roof. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we, we'll keep tabs and all sorts of people like Stephen Strange and stuff. And oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why would they be keeping tabs on a neurologist I, well all right so i've had this argument well argument friendly debate with davy that's what we should have called our podcast friendly, friendly debate. debate angry debate uh, i've had this debate angry. i've had this debate with davy a couple of times so in doctor strange Daisy. i think there's a time jump in doctor strange so at the beginning of the movie he's doctor strange he's kicking ass he's being a super surgeon he then gets a phone call in his car which is a phone call and in the phone call they say to him Hey, we need you to fix somebody's spine, some kind of test. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Test, uh, like s- military suit issue or military uh, weaponry issue went wrong mm-hmm. that broke his spine or done, you know, basically you've got military something spine. And I've always thought that they're referring to in Iron Man 2 when you see uh, Hammer's. Yeah, tests. Tests. There's, the There's that guy that gets spins around three six what 180 well, his, spine. His top pass goes one top way, up, but his which would fuck your spine and it would be classed as a military accident. Yeah. So I've always said that in Stephen Strange, you see that happen. Then Stephen Strange has his. That's literally the scene as he has his car accident that fucks him. Then there's this undefined amount of time where Stephen Strange is in rehab and just fucked with his hands or fucked before he becomes Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's that, basically. I think the time jump is... That stuff in Stephen Strange is way... Was Iron Man 2, basically. And then it time jumps, and you don't know that. Blah, 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 blah. But apparently I'm wrong on that. Davies told me a couple of times that that doesn't work out timeline-wise. I mean, I like that explanation. I think it works. Timeline-wise, it probably doesn't work. But I like it. I mean, if there's a time jump, there's a time jump. In the comic... And the other reason I've always said is in the comic, Stephen Strange, uh, he took... Years upon years upon years to to learn the the magics of the universe. 
the magics. The magics of the universe. Of Nestle cereal. So there you go. There's my answer to that question anyway. <laughs> Number two on my list. Just don't, <laughs> don't do shake it. your just, head. Just don't do it to It's me. my list, you piece of shit. I know, but you're going to... Shit on my list. I'll shit on your list. Number two, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, thank God you didn't do it. I, I, how could I? I thought you were going to put that as number Spider-Man one. Spider-Man Homecoming. I fucking love it. Spider-Man has always been my boy. He's been my favorite Marvel hero since I was a kid. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hands up about this. There is a most definitely a huge amount of bias because of that. He's yeah. just my favorite. I fucking love Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man Homecoming is the best Spider-Man film we've ever had. I think Tom Holland plays a great Peter Parker. I think they've nailed Spider-Man with the quipping. Yeah. And and they've kind of done it in that brilliant way of the reason he quips is because he's a nervous teenager. And fundamentally, that's why Spider-Man did it. And then it became a part of his character. But in the films, it just works as... It's natural. Tom Holland being a 15-year-old guy who's then going up against Captain America in Iron Man. And these superheroes in universe and... Oh, fuck, all I can do is quip because... Superheroes that he's idolised he idolized and watched so, on the internet and All loved. I can do is is quip because it's... Other than doing what I'm told, I, I got no way of interacting with these people. I just think it's great. Um, did you hear about that retconny thing they did where, like, there's that scene in Iron Man 2 where there's the wee kid wearing the Iron Man mask yeah. and he, like, holds up his hand like he's going to destroy the hammer robot yeah, yeah, and yeah. Iron Man drops them behind him and goes... And he goes, nice shot, kid, and he flies away. They've now said, I've, oh, they've now said, oh, that Tom was Holland. Tom Holland's Peter Parker. And yeah, I don't know if I like that. I, like, I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, but I just think it's, they put it in for the sake of it. I mean, it's fun. It doesn't need to be why not? there, though. It's fun. Yeah, but. And that's why, you like, when Iron Man slash Tony Stark's in the living room hitting on Marissa Tomei, because, I mean, who wouldn't? He's just like, oh, 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 what? You're like. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But yeah, I love I love Homecoming so so much. And I I think everything we talked about previously, I rate so high. I think Michael Keaton's villain's incredible. I think yeah, yes. Tom Holland with Michael Keaton's their chemistry is phenomenal. Yeah. I think I just think everything about that film. I love it. I love that movie. Ned, I love it so much. It, was his, it Martin Strong's teacher? Martin Starr. Martin Starr's just Let's also not forget um fed up teacher. The the, the PE teacher. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. When Hannibal he ro- Burris. He rolls out the TV with a cap and he's like, So you got detention. He's like, pretty sure this guy's an outlaw, but he's like, okay. Well, we gotta show you this state mandatory blah. So you Love got it. detention. Which now everyone knows my top movie, the best Marvel film out there, Avengers Three Infinity War. So, before you get into your top three, my gushing review. Avengers Infinity War was, you know, we thought it was going to be the beginning of the end. And it it is the beginning of the end. The end game. The end game. It tied together 21 films before it in a way that was powerful, well thought out. It managed to bring together how many different characters? All the Guardians, Spider-Man. 17,000. 102. Exactly. The number's stupid, but it brought back, it brought all of these characters together. It brought back Red Skull. Brought back Red Skull, and in a way that none of them but felt... But it was not Hugo Weaving. It, n- none of them felt rushed over, I thought. Granted, there are ones that have less weight than others, but all of them are there, and all of them have their moments, and all of them are, are pretty much necessary. Well, I wouldn't say necessary, but they're at least all there, and they kind of feel purposeful. And then to just finish the way Infinity War finished... And I know I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I sat there in the cinema and went, the the, the scene where they're about to get the gauntlet off, uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, half of the Guardians, Quill, Drax, and Stephen Strange. 
they're about to get the the gauntlet off, and I went, "All right, cool." So this, they'll get the gauntlet off, and the the second half of the film will be there with with Thanos getting it back, and then they don't, and Thanos gets the the glove on, and, and he I just went fucking wrecks, and he's shot. fucking pissed off, and I went, "Oh fuck!" All right, well that's fine. The rest of the the rest of the Avengers aren't there, so they'll have a bit where they all come together, and then the film continues on, and Thanos just fucks the rest of the Avengers, and eventually clicks, and then they all just fade away. And then the credits rolled, and I went, "What? Yeah, <laughs> what? No, like that." Because I think I said I think there was there was the moment when it clicked, and I I I sat in the cinema and went, "Something like one of them all got a stone out at the last minute or something." That that's There'll not be like a post credit scene where everything's okay. Well, or, or that that's that's not that's not the end. There's there's gonna be another like I know the films are gonna so when Thanos uses the time stone. Oh, what what I did I don't know what I thought. They, initially they break the the one in Vision's head. Yeah. What whatever it was, I remember sitting in the cinema and thinking, that's not that's not it though. And then it just fucking stopped. And my mouth hung open and I looked at the six people I was with and went, What do what do I do? How do how do I react? What has just fucking happened on screen? And now I gotta wait two fucking years. A year. Oh, funny feels like two. Feels like two. That's because you had to sit through Ant Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. I just everything that Infinity War did was incredible, and I, I I can't I can't say anything more than it was just a phenomenal piece of cinema. It made you care. It, it, it everything about it is just spot on, and it and it subverted all views. I think of everyone. I think nobody nobody genuinely thought they were going to fucking land it on. Thanos wins for this film, granted, but we are finishing on that. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's my top three. And what a decent top three it is. I hope that listening to that, people can <laughs> genuinely tell that my number one, holy sh like that was that was a that's the most wanky, pretentious Gav type review you're gonna get out of me ever. And that wasn't even like 50% wank that I could have gone. Oh, no, totally. I, you never... I go full wank all the time. And now, we're going to go for Gavin's top three. So, strap in, folks. Oh, <laughs> you set it up like it's going to be bad. <laughs> no, it's just going to be a lot of guff. We're, we're ready. Oh, it's going to be a lot of guff. You'll it? find okay. out in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> okay. No, I'm joking. Go. That episode never airs, never gets released. We just never <laughs> we tell just anyone about top three. <laughs> Next week we just talk yeah, about yeah, like Titanic yeah, or something. Yeah, we're definitely gonna let you talk about your top three in next week's episode. Right, Trust cool. me, mate. It's all right. We get to like episode twenty-one, and I'm like, "So are we gonna do it this week?" Like, ah, sure. Like episode yeah. fifty. Like, eh, next week, mate. Honestly, I've got it all prepared. I've got a, a fanfare noise on the computer. Just you wait. Just stick with us. Nah, go top three. Number three. Number three is Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> really? So after everything you just went through, I was like, "No, well, no, no." Go I'm for gonna it. come in at number three on that one. Uh, yeah, Avengers Infinity 3 is an absolutely astounding accomplishment of cinema that I don't think... I mean, maybe Endgame it will outdo it, but... Which well, is clearly two other films have outdone it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but well, that's not the point. I'm, maybe just <laughs> for once, no one interrupt me. No one fucking interrupted him when his top three was happening. <laughs> we all sat in silence and listened. I get in four words and I get interrupted. Jesus I, I Christ. Wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything, but Philip did it, and then I just joined in. I don't even want to do it. I just want to say my next turn and just shut up at this point. I have no I, enthusiasm I'm, I'm, left to talk. I'm interested. 
But number three is Avengers Infinity War. It's an astounding accomplishment of cinema. Well done to Marvel. Fun film. Anyway, number two <laughs> is... No, come on. Come on. I feel bad. I... Come on. Come on. I get it. I'm... I'm... I'm surprised. I thought you were, I genuinely thought you were, I genuinely thought Avengers Infinity War was going to be your number one there as well. When I came, I've seen Infinity War three times at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I saw Infinity War, much of it, I was kind of like, oh, this isn't working for me. This isn't doing it. Because I just felt it was a film that stretched, that had to fairly, but stretched itself too thin to mm-hmm. the point where those emotional moments that I was excited for just never really came. Mm-hmm. Plus, as you, you'll as you can guess by what my one and two are, I'm a big Captain America fan. I love Captain America in the MCU. So obviously he had a very minor involvement in that. He'll probably have a whole lot more to do in Endgame, which is another reason why I'm excited for that film. But his moment where he shows up in the, the train station in Edinburgh, goosebumps it's everything. Sick. Goosebumps every fucking... Because t- his, his music hits kebab. and he comes out of the shadow. Oh, it's so fucking good. But there was just little moments where I'm just like, oh, I, just, I wish they could have just touched a bit more on that or I wish they could have done that. I think, weirdly though, my favourite moment overall for Infinity War mm-hmm. is the moment between Thor and Rocket Raccoon where Thor's just sitting there and he's just like, I've lost everything. I have nothing left. But I'm going to beat him. I'm going to win. And I'm just like, this is the most interesting exploration of this character we've ever had and it's yeah. like a two-minute scene. And I was just, by that point, I was just like, I am so fascinated for more Thor at this point. Give me this Thor in the next, sure, we're going to get, if we get another Thor movie, it'll be Ragnarok 2, well, it'll be weird and silly and we'll fun. We'll probably talk about this, because I think, I know we're really coming up on time on this, and I feel like we've, we've, we've talked a lot. So we'll talk about this very quickly at the end, maybe. If not, let's do it now. Loki, dead or alive? Oh, alive. You think? Yeah. See, I'm... I'm kind of in that because have they have they announced if Tom Hiddleston's back in or not? They've announced that they're doing a Loki TV show for Disney Plus, but they haven't said he's in. They haven't. He's not signed. You know, they usually go, "Oh yeah, these people are signed up for the next three movies." There's no way they're not doing a Loki TV show for Disney Plus, and it's not Tom Hiddleston. No, I know, but as far as the films go, <sighs> they've not announced that. Oh, Tom Hiddleston's back in for three films. So that's what I mean. It's it's it. I'd be. I love Tomatoes. I want Loki to come back. And I that my little bit of the brain's going, I, he's not dead. I, I kind of don't want Loki to come back. But just... I'm with you. I think I think his death was, although it was quick, right at the beginning of Endgame, yeah. uh, Infinity War, sorry, it was, oh, whoa, fuck. It's it's the first clue that Thanos is a threat. not fucking about. And he speak- can kill a god. And speaking of Thanos, the overall Grimace. most incredible thing about Infinity War is... That's Thanos' movie. It's the Thanos movie. It should be called yeah. Avengers Thanos or Would Thanos the, you, Thanos you or care. Thanos Infinity War. Just call it Thanos something. What's great about it is that you don't go through that film thinking, boo, Thanos. You get halfway through the film and go, why do I kind of agree Yeah, that's something. That's him. something I love. Which is, there's points <laughs> where Thanos is, is talking. He's making his point. And I'm thinking like, holy shit. Like, this movie is making me side with a social... A universal sociopath, like a man who wants to wipe out half the galaxy, but he's also making points. I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, Thanos. Yeah, Thanos does things where, I mean, the the thing I just can't go over is Thanos was in what three films before that as post credit cameos or as a bit. Yeah, he was a tiny little bit. He had one scene in Guardians of the Galaxy and a tiny wee bit. 
and he and he was there as the as anyone that reads the comics would have would would have been going, oh man, Thanos, that's bad news, and and even to the point where in the first Thanos cameo, I think. Someone at the end of Avengers or something. Somebody says, oh, Thanos fighting the Avengers is to court death. And then you see Thanos and he goes, excellent. And for the comic book nerds, uh, in the comic books, Thanos literally courts death. He dates yeah, Lady he's, he's Death. Yeah, he's in love with her. He's in love with the physical representation of death. So even back then, you can clearly tell that they weren't quite so sure what they thighs. were doing with Thanos. They were going, oh, sweet, let's bring Thanos in. You, you know, you get yeah. what I'm saying? They, they, I think they originally had a plan for it to be Thanos was going to actually... They were going to bring in Lady Death, yeah. and they were going to make Thanos and her have some kind of connection. I'm kind of glad they didn't go that way. and they've I mean, got, But I think the reason they didn't yeah, go that way is because the, the characters they've built are so strong. Like, well, totally. we, want, we want Thanos against but, these but, characters. Yeah, but what, 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 I'm agreeing with you in the sense that originally Thanos was big bit yeah. and they didn't know what they were going to do with him until they eventually fleshed him out and he became... Uh, yeah, but that's the incredible thing about saw. Infinity War, and once again, why it's the Thanos movie is they more or less establish, set up, develop, evolve, and then complete an arc of a character in one movie. Yeah, who is the villain, and who you're. I was utterly fascinated with Thanos and the Gamora stuff, and the Gamora, like the scene where he has to throw it off, and then later on, he's like, "What did you have to give up?" And he's like, "Everything," and he's got oh, like a wee well, tear, and it's just like. And oh it, no, my god! Before that, the bit where Gamora is going, "You're a fucking idiot," because yeah, because you need to give up something you love and you don't love anything. And he and just looks at her, and yeah, goes, little one, you don't even know. Oh, <laughs> holy so like, the Thanos shit. shit in that movie is so fucking good. It's just so like, good. Like ever, it's amazing that it's not everyone's number one film. Gavin, shut up. For Endgame, it's just like everyone's like, there's so much to look forward to, to Endgame, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get more Thanos. I don't think it's going to be as focused on Thanos this time and he's not going to get as much developed, but I'm still going to get more Thanos. Like, that scene between Thanos and Tony Stark where he's just like, he, he says like, Tony Stark. I know you, Tony Stark. Yeah, and it's, like, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just so cool when like Tony's like, Thanos, he's, been, he's been in my head this, like since New York and that kind of shit and it's just like, oh, it's so cool. It's um, great. I love but that, it. But that final action scene on Wakanda, I really didn't like that. That was rubbish. So they, I thought I'd just end on a negative. With the, the horde and the... Yeah. Wait, wait. So that, do you wait? Do you mean do you mean the horde stuff, or do you mean the horde stuff followed by the Thanos stuff? Just the horde stuff. Yeah, the like, horde stuff is a bit just, of a oh, mm. like we need these characters to fight something. So let's just put yeah. some. But then, but then, monsters. but then the Thanos thing at the end, like yeah. the whole Thanos comes down and is just a powerhouse. That That's cannot fucking be amazing. That's yeah, great. Sick. Cool. It, but the whole just, just to clarify. Yeah. So number and two, the whole, of course, Captain America fucking holding his gauntlet and everything because he's fucking man. Much like oh wait when when Thanos decks him, yeah, <laughs> but he gets back up because he's a fucking powerhouse and he has so, the, he has the final line of like oh god, thought uh, also I just want to I just want to just save that that moment when it ends and Cap goes oh god and it cuts to the credits and it's quiet. I've never experienced such a silence in a cinema like that before. It was beautiful and it was an astounding. It was phenomenal moment to be in where it's just like it ends, it's quiet and everyone's just sitting there. And I'm just like, Amazing. they did it. The crazy bastards. Also, they the did poor it. girl who sat behind me and weeped for the entire movie. I hope she's okay. I hope she like sought sought help and is getting better. Because film number two, film number two is Captain America: Civil War. I honestly, if you'd put Civil War at number one, I was, I was going to question. I look up as much as I rip the ass out of you, 
and I think you're a pretentious wank. No, thank you. I actually do look up to you on a lot of what no, you, you think, don't. and I know I I don't. And when you say things, I go, you know what? I'll make fun of him for the sake of the podcast because you know that's what people tune in for. But I go away and think I respect Gavin's opinion. If you had put Civil War as your top film, I would have lost so much respect for you. Oh, okay. I so I would have went from film. like ten percent respect down to zero respect. Five to zero. Oh, so I even put myself up too high there. But I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm retract it all. I don't care about you. Continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was worried we were actually going to get sentimental and care about each other. Now. <laughs> it's just you and Audio Boy that care about each other. It's just me and my own in this couch over here and my beer. <laughs> Civil War. I pretty much. I think I said everything earlier when uh, with when you yeah, yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. Civil War. I just just that character, like the destruction of those characters. Baron Zemo's plan, the success of Baron Zemo's plan. Baron Zemo's plan is sick. What it goes on to do for the rest of the Avengers that. The scenes between Tony and Cap are incredible. And that final showdown between Cap, Tony and uh, Bucky is just so emotionally charged. The fight scene. I think Jackie Chan said it. That if you want to do... <laughs> Don't laugh. No, sorry. sorry. I, w- I may be thrown off as much as you. I genuinely thought you were about to say, yeah, the bit with Jackie Chan. And I went, <laughs> no. wait, what the fuck are you on about? There was a... I think it was Jackie Chan, but there's a great Mark Lars... Mar- there was a great mar- martial art... Uh, art actor slash filmmaker I think Jackie Chan but I'm not 100% said if you want to do a good fight scene then the most important element of that fight scene should be the emotion and the motivation behind that fight scene because you can watch so many movies it's weird that Jackie Chan said that when he also brought out Rush Hour 1, 2 and 3 yeah but you've got to make money and western cinema wasn't good to him that's why he should have just stayed doing did Jackie Chan do a drunken master film yeah should have, did he yeah I was going to say should have done great film yeah so Think about the the fight scene that I just mentioned in uh, Avengers: Infinity War, where they're just fighting the the uh, the monster things. Yeah, that just that action scene with the fights just exists so those characters have something to do. Yeah, while the rest of the film's happening, there's no real care, investment, or emotional weight to it. Then you flip over to that fight scene at the end of Civil War. There's just so much behind it, in it, and after it. That are so potent and powerful. I could just watch that scene a yeah. hundred times. Like this, the wee bit before where Tony walk, watches the video and then everything after it. Oh. See, I'm, I'm with you, but I just think that, I think Infinity Wars scene, I think Infinity Wars, them getting the gauntlet off and then no, Star-Lord biffing for, out. No, because for me, the film moves... I know what you mean. The moves at such a pace and has so much to do that it never gets to just stay in the moment and... Mm experience that moment whereas with Civil War it stays in those moments and you experience those moments and it fucking hits you those moments mm-hmm. so good we can agree to disagree and then my number one at this point we all know Ba-ba. it's Captain America The Winter Soldier great film I love Captain America I feel that film is the best example of why that character is great and it's such a great uh I keep saying the word arc. I listened to the last episode. I noticed I kept saying the word arc and I wanted to say it less, but I'm going to say it now. It's such a great arc for Captain America in that story with the reintroduction of Bucky as the Winter Soldier. Spoilers Man, you get, everyone. You get no complaints. I, I'm so with you. The action, Cap 2 is the best Cap film. The action is Easy. astoundingly great and introduces... Compartment marcellations. What? It introduces compartmentalizations. sure. Your favourite word, apparently. I was going to say, say that it brings in a character. It's doing my nothing. That it brings in a character that then creates both a bro ship and a trio of joy, which is the Falcon, 
Cap and Bucky. The bit, the bit with Sharon Carter, where they're, they're, in, where the they're in the car, bunk. and then he, he like, walks out and he's move, like, "Guys, wait here for me." And then <laughs> move your seat the forward. Like, no, no. Like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> or like when they're it fighting, feels from a stepbrothers that. Bit. Well, like those two are fighting Spider Man in a, in the airport, and it's just like they're just quipping back and forth, and and of course all the stuff between Cap and Falcon. And Winter Soldier is so good. He's like, on your left. He's like, on, on your, your left. left. He's like, stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a great bond those characters have. And it's such a great kind of bro ship. It's like, oh, I love it so much. And I feel that Falcon could easily be a character who disappears into the background. But because of the connection he has with Cap and now the growing connection he has with Bucky, because those two have now also got a TV program on Disney Plus where it's the two of them buddying around. Uh, Bumping uglies, maybe. Uh, hopefully, it's they're just it's such great characters. Also, Nick Fury's a Winter Soldier and has one of the most badass scenes in that fucking SUV where he just owns everyone. Yeah, and Robert Redford. Great film. Everyone. Uh, I mean, you know, so yeah, you're not gonna get you my know, number one get is no the Winter Soldier. So there, so there we go. So that was that was a mighty that was a mighty listing. Yeah. from the two of us. So the final thing we got to talk about. Because if we don't talk about it now, we're not going to get a chance to talk about this before next week's episode, which will, will be, be a review. post Endgame. Yeah, which is insane. Which will pretty much, I think next week is going to be our the, the roundup to this Marvel trilogy, and it'll be our our review of Endgame. Yeah. So we talked about it kind of joking at the beginning of the last episode, but I want to know what what are the actual genuine predictions? What what do you think is actually going to happen, and why? And what do you think the story beat is going to be for Endgame? Well, I've got... I bet we just, we just quickly both say how we want to end and then we'll just jump into the wrap End up. or what? Like, what we want to happen. I think... Right, so I think... Steve, Doctor Strange in the previous... In Infinity War was playing... You rewatch that film. He's got a plan. Pre, everyone thinks it's at the moment when he looks at the four million futures. Yeah. Nah, I think the whole film, Stephen Strange is pulling punches, right? And that's because he has a huge overarching idea of what's about to happen and everything and blah 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 he has to be where he needs to be so he already knew what the plan was pre everything so we're gonna get a death maybe a couple of deaths Iron Man or Captain America is gonna be one of those deaths everyone that is dead everyone that got snapped is obviously in one of the stones right sure presumably or they're just dust I think they're in a stone Like we, we uh, don't know that for certain we don't know if no, this is this predictions so Gamora's soul was in a stone. Yeah. That was that orange space at the end of Infinity yeah. War. There's now going to be everyone that got snapped is in the stone. So they're going to... Just hanging out being They're buddies. hanging out being ghosts, whatever. The stone's going to get broken or they're going to go... I don't know. So, uh, so much to fucking unpack. In Ant-Man 2, and I suppose we're talking about this from the end of Infinity War. Ant-Man 2, they talk about going down to the quantum realm can fuck with a time stream. So there's also going to be an element of time travel, I think. Captain Marvel's going to have something to do with You're going to punch something really hard. Yeah, so I I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I think is going to fucking happen, but something's going to happen with the time because Cap, because Ant-Man, they made that clear in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Going little fuck up with the time. So he's going to go back in time, maybe. And they're going to preempt everything in Avengers 2 Ultron and Captain Marvel's gonna 
go back in time with them and just fist Thanos. Okay. So you think Thanos will be dead by the end of Endgame? I th- oh, yeah, I think they. I think I've just hit it. They're gonna get the Infinity Gauntlet. It's all mangled and fucked. Because I think that's what happened at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. He snapped. It mangled the whole thing. They're going to take that back in time. That's going to create a paradox. They're going to fix it in the past, bring back everyone in the future, and time fuck Thanos. Time fuck Thanos. Well, for lack of a better explanation. And the end result of that will be... I don't fucking know. I'm so confused, even in my own theory. <laughs> For me, they're going to go back. You agree on the time travel? Yeah, they're going back in time to, I think, around the events of Avengers when Thanos makes his first kind of big move on Earth, that being sending the T'Chari. T'Chari? Yeah, whatever. T'Chari. Uh, whatever. And from there on, they're going to try and alter the events that led up to the point where he snapped his finger by just laying little little things that they could then stop it know, from happening. Do you know what I would fucking love is if in this one they go back in time to wherever and then, th- like Back to the Future 2, you know when Mind McFly is kicking around and he's like, oh shit, there's myself around that, literally round the corner. Yeah. I better stay put, otherwise they're going to catch me. So they do this in Endgame and Iron Man's like, oh fuck, wait, shit, we're over there on that side of the street. And then, for some reason, everyone, the whole world has, like, everyone has not seen it up until this point. But we all go back and watch Avengers 1 and go, oh, fuck, yeah, look. There they are. Just across the street. Just, just how how did nobody pick up on that? Well, how about if they go back far enough that they go back to when Edward Daughter was the Hulk and they're just like, you look different. There's something yeah, different like, about you. I, like Mark I, Ruffalo's looking at Edward Norton. He's like, we don't seem to be the same person. I would love it if somehow, it would never work, but somehow you could go back and watch every Marvel film up to this point and go, don't know how I missed that. There's Thanos, There's Thanos in, in Captain America 1 punching Iron Man in the so, background of this scene. There's there's Hawkeye with a mohawk in in the scene of there's, there's yeah. Paul Rudd. Where was Paul Rudd in this movie? Yep, I I I don't know. I would love it. I would fuck it. Or if or if Disney, what they did is they just edited every copy of the film <laughs> from this point onwards. So if you watch it on Disney Plus, whatever the fuck it's called, like the original Iron Man, the 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 only chance you have of seeing the original Iron Man cut is from a DVD or a Blu-ray rip. From pre two thousand pre two thousand nineteen, everything after two thousand nineteen has Disney's fucking fingerprints. There's not. That's it. They just they just fuck every all, reel. All that I want. <laughs> that's what I want. And if Disney gives this to me, I will, I will kneel down and suck them off the rest of time. If the they give me a scene, time. if they give me a scene where the Avengers go back to meet the younger self, but Mark Ruffalo meets Edward Norton and no one else. Then I will say, well done, Disney. This is the greatest <laughs> movie of all time. Uh, I'd up, I, I'd, I would be up for the Avengers meeting the Avengers. I'd be up but for that. But it's Edward as the Hulk. I just want that. I just no, want... I'd, I'd be up. I'd be well up for the Avengers meeting the Avengers doing that whole, who the f- and like the young Avengers yeah. doing the whole, who the fuck are you meant to be? And the old Avengers being like, look, fucking listen to us. The world's about to get shit. And the young Avengers being all, fuck you. We're the fucking, oh, God, look at you. You're so old, old man. And Robert Downey Jr. going, 
I'm you, you shit. <laughs> I'm like five years older than you. Stop being a petulant dick. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, Iron Man. Yeah. Meanwhile, Edward Norton's like, I'm you, Mark Ruffalo. I don't think you are. You're definitely not me. Mark Ruffalo's like, dude, I fucking would shit all over you. You do, suck. Do you see how much the, the movies I've... I've, I've oh, I can't even speak now. I'm done. That's what I want. So there we go. Cool. So we agree We agree on a time travel element. Yes. Fundamentally. And we agree on Edward Norton being in the films? It would be great. What they bring- also, also, what's his name? Uh, the original roadie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring them back as well. <laughs> Anyone that got replaced. Anyone that got recast or replaced. Or, oh, 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 I just came up with it. They go back in time to every previous film and they save every villain. All of them. To then mega fight. Even Marakith from Thor Dark Marikith, World 2. Or Thor uh, Dark World. Whiplash. Fucking Sam Rockwell. Obadiah Stane. Red Skull. Name them all. The dude from Ant-Man. Abomination. Walton Goggins Yellow from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Water Goggins. And then they all go back to the to the real time. And then they fight Thanos at the end of Endgame. Every, every fucking Michael one. Michael B. Jordan's back as Killmonger. Michael yes. B. Jordan's back Everyone. Everyone fights Thanos. And then Marvel doubles down and does a second snapping. So they beat Thanos. And that resets the timeline. And all the bad guys that shouldn't exist all go... Mr. Stark, we don't feel so good. We don't feel so good, Mr. Oh, Stark. Oh, Mr. Stark. And they all dust. And it's basically the, a, basically the exact same film, except villains. Or <laughs> Tony Stark thinks all of his friends are dead, and then he walks into the shower, and then there's like all of them he thought were dead. And he's like, what? No, that was a dream, Tony. You were asleep. He's like, hey! And Everything goes get- back to the original Iron Man, yeah. and he's just in a fever dream. Yeah. Sweet. I'm that happy. was a reference to the 70s TV show Dallas, by the way. And ah. which, in the final season, they just rewrote it so that it was all a dream. And that there was a guy in the shower. Right. Are we wrapping? Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's a pretty long episode. So thank you so much You're for sticking welcome. around to the end of that. Um, we would normally do a review. We'd normally do a call out. I think let's just cut it. Let's just finish there and we'll... Yeah. You know what let's, to do. Let's just get to what everyone's been sitting in this episode waiting for, and that's my name. So let's just get to that, Gary. Round us out. I'm Gary Copeland. And I'm Velvet Thunder. For anyone who gets that reference, you're my friend. And Audio Boy was... That was me. Thank you so much for listening, Velvet guys. Thunder. Get prepared for Endgame. It's me, Adderin Movies. It's me, Adderin Movies. It's me, Adderin Movies. So won't you lend a new